Hi, this is Timothy Pig, and I want to welcome you to Text Driven Podcast, a podcast put out by the Ministry of Fellowship Church in Southwest Florida. Text Driven Podcast exists to equip you to know God and make Him known through text driven preaching and practice. To learn more about Fellowship Church, visit our website, fellowshipchurch.co. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Text Driven Podcast. If this is your first time listening, let me just extend a special welcome to you and thank you for choosing to listen to the Text Driven Podcast today. Uh, it is a joy in each and every episode to help you to be thinking about how to live a text-driven life, a life that is driven by the Word of God because it is only a life that is driven by Scripture. It's going to be a life that's pleasing unto God, and it's going to be a life that brings glory unto the Lord. In today's episode, we are continuing our series through Eugene Peterson's book, A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. The subtitle for the book is Discipleship in an Instant Society. We are now at chapter 5, where Peterson is walking through the Psalms of Ascent. And chapter five of Peterson's book is entitled Service, and he deals with Psalm 123. So what I want you to do, if you are able, uh, grab your Bible and open it to Psalm 123. And what I'm going to do now is read this psalm to you. And uh, we're going to look at the different aspects of this psalm as it relates to the topic of service. Psalm 123, verse 1 says, To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maidservant to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God, till he has mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord. Have mercy upon us, for we have had more than enough of contempt. Our soul has had more than enough of the scorn of those who are at ease, of the contempt of the proud. Eugene Peterson talks about Psalm 123 from the perspective of service. You know, being a servant is one of the characteristics that is necessary in our discipleship journey. If you're a follower of Jesus, you have been called to be a servant. On the very last sentence of chapter 5, Peterson says this, A servant Christian is the freest person on earth. When you think about the word servant, you don't think about freedom, do you? You think about being a servant, you think about one who is under authority, one who is possibly enslaved, one who has no rights, one who is in bondage, one who is not free. But Peterson says that a Christian servant is the freest person on the earth. How is that possible? 
Well, let's talk about what it means to be a servant of God, a Christian servant. And Peterson brings out several important ideas for us to consider in this episode. The first thing that he says on the very beginning, on page 55, the first sentence I think is of note that we should take a look at. He says, and I quote, as a person grows and matures in the Christian way, it is necessary to acquire certain skills. One is service. Isn't that interesting? That Peterson describes being a servant as an acquired skill. It is not uh, necessarily an ontological identity of a person. But instead, it is a skill to be cultivated. It is a skill to be matured. As disciples of the Lord Jesus, we are called to cultivate the skill of service. It is an essential skill to us. Now, it is true that as followers of Christ, it is our identity as well to be a servant but it is also a skill it's our identity it is our it is a skill in that it is something we volitionally develop it is an identity in the sense that it is what god refers to us as as we're his children so let's think about this skill of service and this identity of being a servant the first thing we need to notice is in verse 1 of Psalm 123. The passage says, To you I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. You notice that the passage is referring to a person looking upwards. You see the volitional aspect of it there. To you I lift up my eyes. Nobody is forcing the person in Psalm 123, verse 1, to lift up their eyes, but instead it is a decision of the will. That person looks upwards and looks up to the heavens and lifts up their eyes to the one who is enthroned in the heavens. Here's the point. Peterson brings it out on page 55. He says, and I quote, service begins with an upward look. To God. God is over us. He is above us. The person of faith looks up to God, not at him or down on him. The servant assumes a certain posture, a stance. If he or she fails to take that posture, attentive responsiveness to the master's commands will be hard. So Peterson describes that the first aspect, characteristic of being a servant of God, being a Christian servant, is that we have the right posture. And that posture is one in which we are looking upward to God. We are staring up at God. We are below him. We recognize that we are one under authority. We are not one who is staring God right in the eyes in the sense that we have equal standing with God. We are not one that is 
looking down at God, as if we are the authority dictating downward to God, our servant, what he needs to do. But instead, the posture of a Christian is one of servant. The posture of a Christian is one of bowing the knee. The posture of a Christian is one in which his eyes gaze upwards because we recognize God is over us and we are his servant. So as we think more about this, Peterson brings up this interesting point on page 57. At the top of the page, in that last sentence of that first major chunk, he says this, if we want to understand God, we must do it on his terms. If we want to see God the way he really is, we must look to the place of authority, to scripture and to Jesus Christ. Notice what he's saying. If you truly want to know God, you cannot do so from a place of authority. You must do so from a place of being a servant. Now, let me issue this warning to you. The more you learn about God in your study of theology or maybe even listening to these episodes, you can begin to generate a sense of what I would call theological pride. You can begin to develop in you this sense of arrogance because you know something that others do not. And that through your accumulation of this knowledge of God, you become proud of that. Can I tell you that if in your studying of God and in your studying of Scripture, you become arrogant and proud, hear me carefully, you do not yet understand who God is. Because as we study God's Word, as we study who God is, we do not develop a posture of authority, but instead we bow down in the posture of a servant. Notice what Peterson says on page 57. If God is worth our attention at all, he must be a God we can look up to. A God we must look up to. The moment we look up to God and not over at him or down on him, we are in the posture of servanthood. So the first aspect of being a Christian servant or a servant of God is one of the posture of being under authority, taking the posture of a servant. But the second element we need to talk about of Christian servanthood comes, as Peterson says, through the word mercy. You'll notice in verse 2 and 3, the word mercy is used three times. At the end of verse 2, the text says, So our eyes look to the Lord our God till he has mercy upon us. Verse 3, have mercy upon us, O Lord. Have mercy upon us. Mercy. 
What role does mercy play in you being a servant of God? Peterson describes it fairly well in the first two paragraphs on page 58. Listen to what Peterson says. The basic conviction of a Christian is that God intends good for us and that he will get his way in us. He does not treat us according to our deserts, but according to his plan. He is not a police officer on patrol, watching over the universe, ready to club us if we get out of hand, or put us in jail if we obstreperous. He is a potter working with the clay of our lives, forming and reforming until finally he has shaped a redeemed life a vessel fit for the kingdom. Mercy, God mercy. The prayer is not an attempt to get God to do what he is unwilling otherwise to do, but a reaching out to what we know that he does do, an express longing to receive what God is doing in and for us in Jesus Christ. In obedience, we pray mercy. Instead of, give us what we want, we pray mercy and not reward us for our goodness so our neighbors will acknowledge our superiority. We pray mercy and not punish us for our badness so we feel better. We pray mercy and not be nice to us because we have been such good people. Isn't that a wonderful way to think of mercy? As Peterson just described there, our God is not a God who walks around as a police officer through the universe, and every time he sees something wrong, he, he slaps us on the hand or he throws us in jail. That's not how our God operates. When we cry out for mercy, that is not a statement in which we're trying to bend the will of God to accommodate our preferences. But instead, when we cry out mercy, it is that place of lowering ourselves. It's that place of coming down. It's that place of servanthood. When we cry out for mercy, we recognize our place, don't we? Peterson says on the bottom of page 58, listen to this. The word mercy means that the upward look to God in the heavens does not expect God to stay in the heavens, but to come down to our condition, to accomplish the vast enterprise of redemption, to fashion in us his eternal salvation. The root meaning for mercy means to stoop down, to be inclined, has been conjectured. What's Peterson showing us here? When we, as God's servant, look upwards and cry out for mercy, the expectation is that God, who is in the heavens, will show mercy. And the mercy that he shows is by stooping down himself into our lives. And when he stoops down from the heavens into our lives, he is working in us, for us, 
and through us. You see, the posture of a servant is one crying upwards to God for mercy. And God in his goodness stoops by his mercy downwards to you and me to meet us right where we are and to work in us, for us, and through us. It really is an incredible act of God. The fact that he shows us mercy. So, in our final time with this episode, I want to encourage you in the discipline, in the skill of service. Are you a servant of God? As you're listening to this episode, evaluate the different areas of your life. Do all of them look upward to God? For instance, in your marriage, do you look upward towards God? In your parenting, are you looking upward towards God? I think many of us would ascend to that statement. We would say, yes, we look upward towards God. But in reality, we don't, do we? In reality, we look downward to God. What, what I mean by that is when things go bad, we are looking downward towards God and calling on him just to fix it, aren't we? We, we kind of treat God as a Christian service agent. You know how every store has a customer service agent. That customer service person is the one whom you uh, go to when you have a problem and it is their responsibility to fix your problem. And you call on them as the one who has the authority, you're the one who knows what is right, and it is their job to fix your issue. They're the customer service agent. We treat God the same way, don't we? Instead, we need to understand something. We are God's customer servants, service agents. We are Christian service members. God is the one who uses us in the world. So I, I encourage you, look up to God in all areas of your life. And secondly, call out for mercy. Because only one who has all authority, who is enthroned in the heavens, is able to show mercy. And you need mercy, and I need mercy. And by virtue of the mercy that we have received from God as he is working in us, for us, and through us, you know what we will do? We will show mercy to others. We will stoop down low ourselves and serve other people. You know, the greatest way you can serve your neighbor is to tell them about the high king of heaven who's enthroned 
at this very moment to tell them about how that king left his throne and showed mercy. He condescended himself. He lowered himself to give us mercy on the cross. Would you be God's servant today? On the journey that you're walking on of discipleship, of following Jesus, would you follow as a servant? The Bible says, for the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Paul said that Jesus became a servant. Jesus washed the disciples' feet. The high King of heaven showed mercy. May we stay in a place of servanthood, looking up to God, crying out for mercy, and showing that same mercy towards one another. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Text Driven Podcast. For more resources like this one, go to our website, www.fellowshipchurch.co. If you're ever in the Southwest Florida area, we would love to invite you to come and be with us at Fellowship Church. You can find the times and locations of our worship services on the Lord's Day on our website as well. And then finally, let me invite you to our Great Commission Weekend. In just a few weeks here in Southwest Florida at our Immokalee campus, we are going to have a Great Commission Weekend. The purpose of this conference is to equip and encourage God's people to engage in the Great Commission. Go to our website forward slash GCW to learn more information about the Great Commission weekend. Until next time, please know that we're praying for you, praying that you will live a text-driven life. God bless. Have a great day.